if you text to give, you should have gotten a deal on what Monday, I guess it was, about the NRC being open. Any of you get that text from the? Some some did, some didn't, but it is open to for our church members to help our church members, and uh, so I, I know Byron had some spending the night over there Monday night, I think, but uh, it was at least at least it's a place to get cool and to charge your phone and so forth. I know he said he'd been get. <laughs> Of course, he got a big ice machine over, and he said he'd been giving a lot of ice out to a lot of the church members that knew that that ice is over there. So, trying to help as much as we can. You know, you know, a lot of times people want you to do something for the general public, but we're just not. A church is just not set up to do that. You know, we can assist in some ways, but we're not set up but like these other organizations are set up. They're set up to do that, and they have the people there to do it. But we, we just don't have that, but we, we, we do have, we can at least help our church members. <laughs> Amen? That's how the week here first started was to help the church members. Now we have expanded it, and... And we can, that's something that we can do to help people if they need food and stuff. If you need it, it's, it's there available because I know a lot of people have lost uh, everything in their freezer and so forth and so on. Uh, I know some of my family have done that, but thank God, God always turns it around. I got a little book out there called God the Master Restore. And then I say he's a turnaround specialist. <laughs> Anybody remember I preached about three sermons on that? Oh, it's been a couple, three years ago now, and they put it into that little book. I think it's a really good series. I want to talk to you tonight about hold fast to these things. <clears throat> Have you ever heard somebody say, man, they're as stubborn as a bulldog? Using that character quality in the right way will help you to be successful in life. That means that a person holds on tenaciously and they won't let go no matter what. Having that character quality will help you to stay in the game and see it through till it's finished. You know, sometimes some people, they... They're good starters, but they can't finish because they don't have that stick to it in this attitude, I call it. You know, they let go too easy. You know, let's look, look at Revelation. Now, I'm only going to use one, one sentence in here, but let's look at Revelation 2, 24 through 26. Now I say, and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths, Satan, as they say, I put you on, on no other burden, but hold fast to what you have till I come, and he, will, he who overcomes 
and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Now I like to read that from the NLT. You probably see me do this occasionally, and, and well, more than occasionally, most of the time. But I, I go and I read a different translation because it helps you get a little bit better looking understanding of it. And in NLT says, but I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed the false teachings, deeper truths as they call them, depths of Satan actually. I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tight to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. Now we see here that through the apostle John, as he was on the Isle of Patmos, and he had written a letter to the church at Thyatira, and he was, now that he was talking to them, but I want you to notice the scripture I want to use, the statement, but hold fast what you have till I come. Other translations say, only continue your loyalty until I come. The good news translation says, you must hold firmly to what you have. Actually, he's just telling them, hold on to what you've been taught and what you've learned and what you know, don't let go. Now, the Greek meaning here of hold fast from Strong's Concordance is to use strength, to seize, to retain, to keep, to lay hand on, obtain, retain. We understand by this then that God wants us to use our strength and every effort we can to seize, lay hold on, and obtain and retain what we already have. You know, I'm told that the reason that a bulldog's nose slants backwards is they can breathe while they're holding on to something. If you don't know the characteristics of a bulldog, if they latch on to something, you're not going to get it out. You're not going to get it away from them. Anybody have bulldogs know what I'm talking about? Is that not the truth? Now, I never had a bulldog. My uncle and them, they had a big old boxer. <laughs> I don't know why they named him this. Of course, they weren't they were Christian, but his name was El, Di- El Diablo. <laughs> and he was mean <laughs> to anybody but family. I mean, I'd go over there. Lynette, Lynette she didn't like him. She, he, he loved Lynette. He'd go crawl up in her lap. Big old boxer bulldog. But they grab a halt and they seize. Now, as, as we're looking at this, now there's a few of you that I can see that could remember a fellow by the name of Winston Churchill. Some of the rest of you may have heard about him in history. But Winston Churchill was the prime minister of England during World War II. And he is considered to be a great statesman, but he is known for his bulldog personality, his tenaciousness, and well known for his courage and leadership. And 
Actually, this is revealed in a speech that he gave to the Harrow School just outside of central London. That's where he, he attended school on October the 29, 1941. In the speech, he said, never give in. Never, 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 never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to the conviction of honor and good sense. That's sort of his personality. You know, in pursuing opportunities that are presented to us, we need to hold on to what we already have rather than looking for something else sometimes. You know, some people are always chasing after something. I mean, I'm in the natural, but there, there are Christians that they be they're in one church and they hear, oh, this is going on over here and they run over there. And then they run over here and they run over there. I've seen it all my life. I've watched it all my life. I've been church all my life. You know, what some people, they fail to see the value in what they have. And so they don't hold on to it and they go looking for something else. (laughs) You know, we have a fellow in the Bible by the name of Esau. He came in from hunting and he was tired and hungry and he smelled the good food that his brother, younger brother Jacob was cooking. And when Jacob offered him food for his birthright, he willingly gave it up. Now, whoever got the birthright in a family back then got twice as much as the rest of the children and then would become the head of the tribe or the family clan. Now, he didn't hold on to what was his. And if you'll read the story in the Bible later on, he was upset at Jacob for all this. In fact, Jacob Jacob had to flee from him. But he, he didn't hold on to what was his. He gave it away. He traded it for some food. Now, in studying this phrase, hold fast, there's probably several other places, but I've found at least four in the New Testament that uses this phrase primarily in relationship to the hold fast to these four areas. And I want to look at that tonight. And this is what we need to hold fast to or hold on to or get a grip on. Don't let go. Sometimes people get in the midst of a storm and they let go. Paul tells us, hold fast to sound words. First, uh, 2 Timothy 1.13, 2 Timothy 1.13, I'm going to read it from New King James and the NLT for you tonight. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Now, the NLT says, hold on to the pattern of a wholesome teaching you have learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and the love you have in Christ Jesus. Now, that gives us a little better understanding what he's talking about. He said, hold fast the pattern of sound words. Here, the hold fast or hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learn. Actually, many of the 
commentators you can read after, they'll say this phrase, sound words, refers to the doctrine, to pledge to a doctrine, but especially the doctrine of salvation. Now let's compare these words that we just read with what Paul said in Ephesians 4.14 in the NLT. Ephesians 4.14 NLT. We're comparing with what he said there in 2 Timothy 1.13. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. You know, too many people are not holding on to the truth that they've been taught in today, in today's world. Instead, you know, they're going with whatever doesn't cause them too much trouble. They also are going with the, <laughs> hello, little one. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Way to go. See, a younger preacher, that would have bothered. I've been doing it too long for it to bother me. <laughs> you just, you flow with it and work with it, but some people get all up tight. Uh, uh, uh. If the, if the guy up here gets up tight, the congregation gets up tight. Well, there ain't nothing you can do about it, so let's just work with it. Don't come. Now, here, what I was saying, too many people haven't hold on to it. Instead, they're chasing. Sometimes people chase religious fads or the latest hot message that somebody has. You know, I think maybe sometimes people are looking for a shortcut instead of staying with the truth that they already been taught. Any of you ever found out that a shortcut can become a long cut? <laughs> I've done that before, and my wife still tells me about it too. <laughs> Paul instructs us in 2 Timothy 2.15, New King James, but delight to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If the Bible tells us to rightly divide the word of truth, then it looks like it may be possible to wrongly divide the word of truth. So I think for us, that means that we must learn both what to hold on to and what to let go in this ear and out the other one when it comes to teachings. You know, we as believers, we got to place a high priority on holding fast to the, holding fast to the solid, uncorrupt, wholesome doctrine that we have learned from the whole council of scripture, from those that have taught us Hold on to sound words 
it'll help you to be successful in the end. Now, Paul also instructs us to hold on to that which is good. 1 Thessalonians 521. 1 Thessalonians 521. I'm going to read it in King James and NLT, New King James. 1 Thessalonians 521. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. NLT says it this way. But test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Now, let's look at this scripture in the context of a spirit-filled life and the manifestation of the spirit. Now, people read that, but you know what? If you don't read the scriptures before, you don't understand what it's saying to test. Go to that Thessalonians 5 and start out there at verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in 17. And everything give thanks for this the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in 18. 19, quench not, quench not the spirit. Defies, despise not prophecy. Then 21, test all things. Hold fast to that what is good. If you're not careful, a lot of people can tell you a lot of different things that don't agree with these scripture that I just read. Test all things. See, we've got to be open and not blindly open to what the word of God says, I guess I should say, and not blindly swallow everything that's said through somebody. It seems like people, some people in the religious world, even in the, especially in the charismatic circles, are so gullible that they're like little birds in a nest. The mama bird comes back with some food and they got, they got their eyes closed. They can't see, but they just open their mouth. Take whatever she pokes down. That's what some people do with, with things that are coming, being said. Come on now. Now there's some people that are so naive that they think that everything that is on Christian television is correct. False. They, people make no effort to sort out things. They just believe everything that somebody, that some preacher they respect, they believe everything he says and they don't see that if it lines up with the Bible. Any of you that's ever said under my father's teaching, he would always tell you no matter what anybody said, even him, if it didn't line up with the rest of the word, just lay it on the shelf, forget it. I've heard him say lots of times, if you hear a prophecy or somebody gives you a prophecy and it doesn't line up with something that you're already feeling in your, 
in your spirit or your heart, put it on the shelf. I have seen people leave a church because somebody prophesied that they needed to leave that church and go somewhere else and their ministry never, it, it was a mess from that time on. I'll tell you their names, but I'm not going to. Now, you know, sometimes we got to realize that prophecy is coming through a person. If you're sensitive to the spirit, you can tell when the spirits quit speaking and they start speaking out of their own head. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But you see some people, they don't, they don't hold fast to what the word of God has told them to do, test all things. Hello. You know, we have to separate things and hold on to what's good and let the rest of it go. Because people couldn't do it back in the beginning of the charismatics. There's probably few people here in this audience that would remember this and others won't. There was some ministers got together and they got some doctrines going called shepherdship and then on demons. Anybody know who I'm, what I'm talking about? I saw three or four hands. Yet in other areas, they had some fantastic teaching. One of them had some of the greatest teaching on prayer in the early years of Rhema, we used some of that. But whenever they, they started with that, we had to, because people don't know how to hold on what is good and spit out the other. You know, we need to hold fast to what is scriptural in the midst of everything that's being said. Just because somebody says something doesn't make it so. I can say that because I heard my dad say it many times. Just because I say something doesn't make it so if it doesn't line up with what the Bible says. And it, you should use that criteria with anybody. Now, we go back into a few years back 70s, 80s, there was stuff coming out on, on Christian television, all kinds of different doctrines and different things. And today you don't even hear about those people or even hear about it. Why? Because they were off base and God's not going to bless them. And there was enough people that held on to the truth of the word of God and didn't follow them and they come to naught. Now y'all are sitting there looking at me hard and funny, but I'm trying to help you because I've been watching some stuff on television and I'll tell you what, Lord, mercy. On one channel that and I, I got it on my cable and I just, I mean, 
these guys are on there teaching everything under the sun and then they have this so-called camp meeting come on there and 90% or 95% of the time it's all about giving and they're taking scriptures that don't have anything to do with giving and tying them into giving anybody seen that but me come on what I'm trying to get you as my people, I want you to be grounded in the word so that nobody can get you going off down a rabbit trail. The word is the word, but what I have seen lately, and I'm sorry to say this, but I've seen some people lately that are using the word sort of curve it around a little bit or take some other scriptures and join in with them to make it go in, coincide with what they want to believe what they want to teach come on the word of God will balance itself out now a lot of people say oh this say it and believe it stuff. That's not right. It's not. Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, believe in your heart and say with your mouth and you'll be saved. Amen. Doesn't that coincide with Mark eleven twenty three? Yes. Say with your mouth, believe in your heart. You see, we need to learn how to take a solid stance. Oh, I'm, I got to hurry. Take a solid stance on what is scripturally right, no matter what anybody says. Separate and hold fast. That is good. Okay. I got 10 minutes. I got to hurry. Anybody get anything out of this? The writer of the Hebrews tells us, hold fast our confidence. Hebrews 3, 6, and the New King James and the NLT. Hebrews 3, 6. Hebrews 3, 6. But Christ, as the son over his own house, whose house we are, whose, whose house we are, if we hold, now hear it, whose house we are, if, we hold the confidence and, rejoice, and, and the rejoicing of hope firm to the end. NLT says, it may understand a little bit, but Christ as the son is in charge of God's entire house and we are God's house and we keep, if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. Here it says this word confidence, according to strong, means frankness, bluntness, assuredness, boldness of speech. Hold fast to the confidence of who we are in Christ. Redeemer, healer, savior, and so forth. Provider, go, and on the list goes. Since we are in Christ, and we are God's workmanship. We're the house. 
Where's where Peter talks about being a spiritual house on the foundation of the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. Anybody ever read that over? Okay. Hold fast to the truth who we are in the body of Christ. Keep that confidence. Now let's compare this with verses in in Hebrews. We do the same thing in NKJV and the NLT. Hebrews 10, 35, well, 36. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Now the Intel NLT says, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Hold on to your confidence. The devil is going to try to destroy your confidence. One way he does that is, you know, somebody, a friend or somebody, they're believing God and something doesn't happen. And now the devil begins to see God, you might, well, that's not, you can let that go. See, he's trying to get you to lose your confidence in the word. Hello. That happens. Somebody said to me one time, well, you know, such and such minister. He, he didn't get what he was believing for. Doesn't that affect you? I said, no, God is still, if he didn't get healed, God is still God and healing is still real. And the word of God is still real no matter what. And here, this guy, he's another minister. He looked at me and sort of funny and said, whoa, you know, sort of, I said, Hey, until you have that kind of confidence, the devil is going to take you up one hill and down another, and he's going to throw everything at you and you're not going to ever be successful. And any, any Christian, you have to come to the point that you have confidence in the word of God. And if something doesn't happen, God is still God. And the word is still the word. And the word is still truth. Some ask me, well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? I don't know. Now, some people, some preachers will try to come up with something. I'm not going to. I don't know why some things happen. Part of it, I know partly the answer because the, God, the devil is the God of this world and he's doing everything he can to destroy anything that says anything about God. Now I can tell you that. Now, holding on to confidence in the word says it brings great reward. It says it paid off. If some of you were at camp meeting many years ago, John Osteen was preaching and he was talking about God's payday is not ever Friday. Anybody here remember that? We're at camp meeting, remember Osteen preaching that? Maybe you heard him some other time. 
I just believe God. I believe the word. I'm going to hold on to the, the truth of God's word. I don't care what anybody says. I guess going up underneath my dad and his ministry and his, his deal was always the word, the word, the word, the word until that's just me, the word. And you get around talking to Craig and he'll be the same way because he traveled on the road with his grandfather for so many years. Actually, he's more like his grandfather in ministry than I am, than he, than he is me, I mean, and me too. But that's just the way it is. In fact, he's, he's geared a lot, <laughs> a lot like his grandfather was. Now, number four, and I, I got five minutes and I'll close, okay? If I don't, I'll go over time. Is that all right if I go over time just a hair? He tells us to hold fast our confession of faith. Hebrews 10, 23, you know where I'm going. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering for he who promised is faithful. The NLT says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Now let's compare that with Hebrews 4, 14. Hebrews 4, 14. Hebrews 4, 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. NLT, so, so then since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. The word profession and confession means the same thing. It means to affirm, to believe, to profess. Second Corinthians four thirteen, we know that says we have the spirit of faith. And so because we have the spirit of faith, we speak. Mark eleven twenty three says the same thing. I sort of like I, I, I like to read Mark eleven twenty three from the Johnson paraphrase. Truly anyone who speaks to that mountain yonder, dump yourself in the lake. Now here's what I want to get. And does not become separated from the statement he makes. That person will actualize his statement. If you lose your confidence, if you lose your profession or your confession of faith, you become separated. Never change what you say concerning the word. I don't care what somebody tells you. If the word says it, that's it. It's all there is. Now, sometimes some people say, well, you're not supposed to owe nobody money. Bible doesn't say that. Bible does not say that anywhere. I want to ask you a question. If it be wrong to owe money, would not it be wrong to, to, to loan somebody money? We'll go back in the Old Testament and read, and he told, he told his people in the Old Testament, I'll make you so that you'll be the lender and not the borrower. Read the scripture and the contents of the scripture. Nowhere in that scripture does it say, don't owe money. The contents of the scripture, it says, 
You're not to owe any man anything but love. Read it. Now I realize I just stepped on some of you's pet doctrine. Well, kick it out the door because it's wrong. Somebody said, you're getting bold. Hey, that's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Now, on the other hand, I'm going to go on the other hand. Hey, don't be so dumb that you go out and owe everybody in the country either. There's a balance. Maintain a confession of faith. Hold fast to that. Revelation 2, 25, but hold fast what you have until he comes. What is it we need to hold fast to? Sound doctrine. The spirit of God, the confidence in God, the confession of faith. Hold on to these things. Hold fast to that. How long? Till he comes. Hello, anybody get anything out of this tonight? I'm just trying to help you to realize that just because somebody said something, it doesn't make it so. Unless it lines up with all of the word of God. I'm not just talking one scripture that's taken out. Actually, I can prove by the word of God that it's, you should go hang yourself. Because the Bible says that Judas went out and hung himself. Well, you got to read that in the whole context. He hung himself because he realized what he had done. That's why he did it. You see, you can take scripture out of context and prove it, just about prove anything you want to prove. Come on. Everybody stand up. Heavenly Father, I simply tried to help these people tonight to get them to the fact that hold on to what the word of God says no matter what. Help us all to stay true to you and your word. Keep our confession in line with the word of God. Hold on to that what is truth. We thank you for it in Jesus' name and everybody said amen. I trust you God. So anybody get anything out of this tonight? I'm just trying to help you to to look at things before you accept everything. Come on now. Boy, it got quiet in here tonight, didn't it? If you want to know what that kind of ministry that is, that's called pastoral preaching or ministry. That's called the shepherd that's concerned about his sheep and wants them to not get fleeced Hello. Praise the Lord. Hey, Sunday morning, we're going to be right here again at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, School of the Bible. If you happen to be in this church tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, we'd like for you to know him. Or if you need to rededicate your life, you you know what it is to serve God, but you sort of got off track. Or... You're in this place tonight and you, you know you're born of the Spirit. You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. According to what the book of Acts says, Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. 
At the close of the service, if that's you, if you'll come here, the ladies here, the men over here, they'll pray with you. You'll receive salvation. You'll receive rededication. You can receive the Holy Spirit. Or if you need somebody to pray with you about anything, come to the prayer people right here and our prayer team here will pray with you. Amen and amen. Did we have any first-time guests tonight? I don't know whether we did or not. If we did, we're really glad to have you here with us tonight. If you're looking for a church home, why you say church? Welcome home. Just come and be a part of us. Amen. Well, if you need prayer, come to the front right now for anything. Shake hand with somebody and said, I don't know about you, but I'm going to stay with the word. We'll see you Sunday right here. God bless.